We promised you part two, so here it is. We got Michael Fasano dropping the mic and telling all about what it was like to swing in the first cast and play Frankie in the third cast of Jersey Boys on the Norwegian Bliss. Danny Austin, Richard Hester, and Ron Melrose are the geniuses behind it all. Listen to find out how Michael worked with them to get the show on the ship. And don't miss out on some funny stage mishaps and fun games as we get a full rounded out experience with our friend, Michael Falsetto Fasano. There's like a welcome aboard show uh, on the first day for all the passengers. And it's just, there's little previews of everything you're going to see. And Jersey Boys does their um, press package. Uh, and And we wear the red, all red suiting. And so I love that. I, and usually uh, it was the other guy who played Frankie who did it, but, but there were a couple times that he was sick, and I did it for him, and that was really fun. Wow. That's cool. Okay. Yeah. yeah the welcome show. Is there a Bon Voyage show? Yeah, there is, but we don't have anything to do with that. There's, there's oh. usually... Why not? Well, because it's kind of corny. It's, it's like corny. A, okay. yeah. yeah, it's it's a song called "We Are Norwegian." Now, uh, they're they're usually the um, the ensemble <laughs> members. Cute. The ensemble ensemble members of Jersey Boys are on a rotation, and like every week, uh, a different person goes and has to sing it. And it's like "You Are Norwegian Now." Like it's it's a lot. I've I've I've, I've only seen it a couple times. It, well, do you get recognized on the ship? Like, how does it work with with your fellow castmates and the cast of six? Like, do you guys all hang out? Well, I, when I was there, six wasn't on yet. Um, okay. But uh, we, yeah, we hang out with the other cast. So when I was there, there was a show called Havana, um, right? And right. we were all friends with them. And uh, yeah, I, 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 towards the end of the sh- of the the ship, uh, I, the end of the cruise, I will get recognized. Like after Jersey Boys has gone up, that's when I'll get recognized. Beforehand. Not so much. And a lot of times, you know, because we all kind of look alike, they'll, they'll like insist that they saw, you know, like when I was a swing, they would come up to me and they'd be like, um, you were so amazing in the show. And I would just say, thank you so much. <laughs> I wouldn't try to be like, well, I'm actually like an offstage swing. And I wasn't, I, I'll just be like, thank you so thank much. You so much. I'm- Take them as it comes. Uh, come on. Compliments, compliment. Uh, well, thank you so much for that insight on just, on the merch of the playbills, like our minds are blown right now. No, sir, like you're dropping the mic over and over and over again. Over I told you I would. You, I you told saved, you I would. You saved the stuff for this recording. You yeah, saved I did. A lot. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. and like I thought we covered a lot when we talked, but listen, I, I I could talk for days. Like Richard said, you can always dig for more. <laughs> I know. Oh my gosh, I, his notes are so. Sweet. So let's talk about him. Let's so who so let's talk about the people who actually do fit the show for the cruise. So you have Richard Hester, Danny Austin, Ron Melrose, Steve Orich, yeah, Katie, Katie Gresta. Like so, these are all the names. Um, so how did each of them play a role in getting the production up, and what was your relationship with them? Like how did it kind of foster and to be well, the I mean, family, like I said, like I, I have built my relationship with them over these, over this last decade, like mm-hmm. from, I met Katie Gress at Frankie camp and we hit it off so much. I kept training with her. So I would go to voice lessons with her. And one time, uh, I went to her apartment I knocked on the door and who would be walking out, but Jared Spector. So that was the day I met Jared Spector. Jared. Hey, 
No, Katie's lovely. She's, she, you know, she has a very singular style. Um, it's kind of like a secret formula for singing. Uh, it gets your alignment and your placement right. And she's just a, such a good soul. I mean, like, I just adore her. Um, Danny is like the funniest person I've ever met ever. He, Danny is an amazing combination of like extremely funny, but you do not want to piss him off. Mm -hmm. You, you have to know what, like Danny, Danny will joke till like, you know, the day is over, but when it's time to work, it is time to work. And what I really love about him too, is he really respects hard work when he sees focus and he sees, um, improvement and he sees determination. He's so in line with it and he highlights it and he shares it with the group. Plus you guys, I really hope you can get him on the show someday. Cause he's like an encyclopedia of the fabric of the show. Like he, you know, he will tell you the importance of every nuance. He will tell you the importance of every step. He will tell you why you can't like graze over this, why your hand has to be here. I mean, everything you know, he he learned the show off of Sergio, and it's his job to set the show um, to Sergio's standards, and he does that in spades. He's phenomenal. Aaron told me, like, I think this was the the last time we all saw it um, was January 31st, and um, uh, we never got to see it again before the lockdown. He, he told us, next time you see it, you'll notice that there's like four different kinds of snapping. There's this, there's this, there's this, you know, and it's, and it's like, that's how, what you were saying, that's how specific it is, that's how. Well, not only is, it, is he specific about it, but he also retrofits to the actor. So if he sees that, like I have really long arms, for instance. And so he was like, you have really long arms. Like we have to find a way to not make your arms so distracting. So we came up with a stance um, of, a, you know, of where I, the, where I place my snaps that are a little less distracting, you know, and that just make my line look a lot better. And like to, to take the time to like formulate that and to pinpoint that, like, why, what can make him look slicker? What can, I mean, he does that for every actor in all of these companies. I mean, it's just, he's, yeah. he's in a, a class by himself. He's phenomenal. Um, Richard is also just an encyclopedia, but on the other side, I mean, like, he knows, like I told you guys, he knows about every single person that every single moment in the show is based on. He knows the significance of every line. He knows what works. He knows what doesn't work. He'll tell you what works. You'll say, but I want to try it this way. He'll be like, okay. In his head, he knows it's not going to work because he knows exactly what, you know what I'm saying? Like he, he's the king. So these two combined, like you are so set. You don't need to worry about anything. I think a lot of actors come in and they're like, well, how am I going to, what am I going to do here? Like, how do I blah? And it's like, just, you just have to trust that they've got you. You're so well supported. You know what I mean? Um, Ron, um, I, I, I had the, uh, honor to actually get to be music directed by Ron on 3.0. We had him as our in-house music director for rehearsals. And at first that was like slightly, uh, terrifying for me, um, because I had found him, uh, to be, um, sort of intimidating in the audition process, but to get to know him, he's just, he's, he's so gracious and he's so, um, actually, 
patient. He's very patient. I mean, there was a, I'm not the best musician. There's a lot of things that like I had to get certain notes like a bunch of times for them to really sink in, especially since I learned stuff wrong. And so I was like, had to correct it once I'd learned it. And that was tough. Um, because I had already done a, a previous contract that he didn't music direct. Um, so I, I, he was amazing. And then the funny thing was my final run through of the show, he accompanied the whole run through because, um, Aww. our piano player was having some trouble with the material and he, and we were on a time crunch. So he was like, let me just, I'm just going to do it. And <laughs> I, I can say that I sang a whole show accompanied by Ron Melrose. And after the show, after the run through, I went up to him and I was like, I, it is such an honor. I, I don't even know what to say to you. And he was like, you know, he said, you're doing great. And just any compliment from that man means so much. He's, he's a genius. He is a genius. So, so that's the team. And, uh, I, I mean, like I, I shouted from the rooftops, they're top, top of their game. That's awesome. That's Wow. So, and so you were with them when they were when they were fitting the show. So you had to run everything over and over. What was that like? Well, it was more like I mean, since I was a swing when they were fitting the show the first time, it was more I was scrambling to learn four tracks. So uh, things kept changing, choreography kept changing, uh lines kept changing, musical lines, music changed the most. And that changed even more. Once we got to th- to uh, cast three three point oh, so um, there it it was hard. Cue Karen Cartwright flipping through her script in the middle of bombshell rehearsal. <laughs> yes. So me, I need that meme. I need that meme right now because that was me. Um, because also like as a swing, like I wasn't necessarily like on, so uh, I had to um, d- learn it off stage to myself and. You know, it, the numbers kept changing. Sometimes they were like, so Frankie's going to come out and he's going to stand on four. Just kidding. Now Frankie's going to stand on one. Just kidding. Now Frankie's going to stand between one and three. Like, it was like, oh, my God. So that was really for, for hard. Those for, for those who don't know, he's talking about the numbers that are on this stage. That um, like if, if you go to, like, basically any touring house, Broadway house, or, like, a, a cruise house now at this point, um, you'll see numbers for the actors and um, the director will be like, hey, uh, Michael, uh, when you're doing um, I Can't Give You Anything But Love, you're going to stand on three or whatever. So just yes. this is a clarification. And like, uh, it, yeah, it was just like and plus you had to kind of learn your backstage traffic. I mean, that was confusing. Um, and transitions. Uh, I would say the transitions for our show are different than the ones off Broadway are different from the ones on tour. Danny like was completely re the transitions of, of the show are choreographed. So Dan- Danny was completely re choreographing that like over and over and over. Um, <clears throat> so it was a the set. The original fitting of the show was um, intense. It was intense. And I actually almost went into a track uh, very early in the game permanently. And then, uh, Things didn't, they ended up not, the the person that I was going to end up replacing ended up staying and blah, 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 long story, shady story, not going to tell it. But, uh, but the point is it it was an intense time, very intense time. Is there a, because I didn't see this in the vocal book. Is there a definitive key for, um, when Frankie and Bobby are in the Brill building pitching the song, I love 
you so. No, that's it. That's it. <laughs> Your voices Cause... sounded so well blended together. <laughs> no, because everyone always sings that. I have never heard well, any Frankie sing it in another key. So I was like, I'm flipping through the vocal book. Is it in here? Is it in here? Is it? In, it's not in there. Not so. You know why? Because we had just because that song comes at a point in the show we just sang "Cry for Me." I know, but that, that's actually a whole step above the key you were just singing. Oh, is it really? Yeah, because and we yeah, all sing it in the same key. Are you serious? So I so love you so. Yeah, that's like, F, yeah, that's and F you're singing F. the song in E flat major. You're singing "Cry for Me" in E flat major, and everyone always shifts that line up to F major, and I'm like, that's so interesting. And I want to tell you that I will bet you anything that Ron Melrose knows that, and that he has an explanation for it, and there is some reason why, whether it's in the um, incidental music underneath. I, there's something in the brain that makes you go to that same key. And the I'll incidental bet. music is in that key. That's what it, it is. It is in that key. Thank you for bringing that up. I didn't think of that. Well, because I'm telling you, I'm so used to this. They have every moment of the show planned. They have every, every single, like, like if you're going to flounder for a note, whatever, it's covered. It, there's a place for it. You'll find, you'll find it. It's, it, this problem has already been solved. So... I've never encountered a show that has built <laughs> built in contingencies. This is amazing. Yep, it this does. Is amazing. It does. This is really the conscious. Wow. We're talking about uh, how really everything is like choreographed. Everything is, you know, everything is virtually set to music. You know, scene changes, uh, the the monologues. You know, so timing is just. I can imagine how especially with the hour and 45 that you guys have, how much more important it is. It is. Oh my God. It's like, I actually, I remember the first time that I went on for Barry Belson uh, when I was a swing, um, that table shift out of the first scene. I remember I was literally almost run over by a stampede oh, of tables because the scenery was just flying the hell off the stage. And there's a there's a part <laughs> there's a part uh, right at right before who um, uh, what's the song uh, I go I go ape right before I go ape the people run on and they they put the place the chairs and then they run off and then they come back they are running they are running they're not just swiftly, wow. swiftly walking they are running and there's a you know there's a specific way to. Uh, palm the chair on on you know certain like it is so what's so funny about the show is every moment is so structured and so choreographed but it is it is done so to look completely effortless. seamless and effortless and authentic and natural and that's that is the funniest like dichotomy about the whole thing it's just it's it's so timed but and, um, well I'll tell you well, especially with what you were saying about like about the tables about like how the music is is what drives everything and like that's it was based around it that is the emotion of the show that's what people remember it's it's, it's the feeling you get and it's all because of those transitions because what I remember what fascinated me the most when I first saw it and just what got me into theater in general like watching these productions was the underscoring like moving me but how fast it was and how the the transitions were but how it just it worked because like you were looking at stage left and you were looking at stage right you're like what is going on 
and that that's it. Well, think about think about how many years we have to cover in a short amount of time. I mean, it has to be slick. Mm -hmm. It has to move, or this could be a dirge like yes. so boring. Right, but it's it's the tone because all the guys are slick. That's that's exactly. It's so cool. It's as qu slipped, slicked and quaffed as their hair. Oh, I love that. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> Controversial opinion. I think Sesfori La and the early years is a better opening than Into the Woods. <gasps> wow. Controversial opinion. I will get so many people mad, but me and my friend Lucas, we both agree that this, it is one of the best openings I agree. I would Ever. tend to. I don't. It's not. I'm. I cannot give it that it's better than the opening of Into the Woods because I'm obsessed with the opening of Into the Woods. But um, what I can say is that I have the the great pleasure of experiencing that opening the way it was supposed to be experienced when I saw the show in 2009 because I had no the fake out of the rap. I had no idea what was going on. I started to have that weird feeling of like I'm in the wrong show. Thank you for saying that because I remember that too. I'm like, why is this in French? I'm like, what's what's going on? Like, I'm like, I know, I know this is a what a night, but I don't get it. So I feel you. And the minute the light changed and those boys were come through and do it, the uh, that's it. That's the opening. I was, like, but that fake out is really good. It's really good. Perfect. It's it really good. And let me tell you something. I had to do the French when I went on for Barry Belson. Mm -hmm. Right. I was so nervous. I was so nervous for the French. Oh. Uh, the the first time I nailed it. The second time I had a little. A little I had a little bit of like a paralysis in my mouth. It was That's late at night. It was late at night. It was like ten thirty at night. What do you want from me? So, we're talking about. We were talking about how. Um, the NCL production has the full cast tracking and they put the horns back in like so exciting. I mean, one of my favorite parts of the score is hearing the horns in silhouettes, which did get cut from it. It got fitted out of um, the NCL production Um because so uh, it's, normally uh, the song has two verses. Um, it starts off "Took a Walk and Past Your House," and then it goes. Um, I don't remember, but so this the, on the second verse, that's when the three screens come down, spring, and then um, "Held You Tight." That's when the horns come in for the first time. That's my one of my favorite moments, musical mm -hmm. moments of the show. Because I mean, you already heard the horns in Seswari La, but those the that's I love the, the the reeds the slickness of the reeds really kicks in there um so well because it's the sway you know because it's it's that harmony just but with with the music like like that that's that's it that's what clinches it for me yeah I I will say that when I've seen the production now without the live horns I definitely miss that that horn thing but you know, Energy. I understand. It's a budgetary thing. I mean, what, what are you going to do? Do Do you want Jersey Boys or not? You know what I mean? Right. We were talking, me and Gio were talking about this yesterday. We rather it have closed or kept it going the way it is now. And I think there's always going to be a part of us that are going to be like, oh, I don't know. I mean, it's not the same. There's no three screens. There's no, there's no huge gate. 
you know, but the the fact that it goes it just goes much deeper than that. Right. There are people who have seen the show that don't know that there's anything missing. You know what I mean? Like we we forget right. that we have really cultivated uh, eyes and like sensibilities at this point with musical theater. But there's a lot of people that really don't they don't care. They're so invested in hearing the songs that they love and like seeing these performances. And um, so many people just love Frankie Valley. Like it, you know, it's just that sort of supersedes the need for like large sets and i mean that's not like jersey boys is so simple at its core and i think Mm -hmm. that's why they were like so confident about bringing it back because they like you know okay we're gonna have to cut this person here we're gonna have to cut this there but but in general we're gonna give you the essence of what you love and i i really think they do i really think they do i mean we i just consider it us it a luxury that we have um the horns and we have the the drums that come out on the uh track and does like a turn and all that cool stuff we have that because cruise ships have millions of dollars behind them and they can do whatever the heck they want you know what i mean right right well the reason we we were just talking about that was because we heard that in canada there was some kind of production of the show at a hockey arena and we're like well it was the national oh, it was tour. a national tour okay it, it was mm. the national tour I, when I did Jesus Christ Superstar, we played a couple arenas, which is cool. But it's like it's just it's just so interesting to see how like how it can translate in different places, and like it's, that, that, that's why it really is a collectible because you want to see how it works. And you're right, it, it, the script is like, it stands alone, so it could go wherever. But it's also funny, just like, he mentioned the horns. Um, so I love La La Land. I'm wearing a La La Land sweatshirt right now. And yes. I saw, um, so they had like the orchestra, like this was in Orlando at the Dr. Phillips Center. And they had, um, there was like the orchestra was playing the score over the movie um, in like the beautiful Walt Disney Theater. And they, but of course, like, you know, like in the epilogue where it's like with the trumpet, like, da 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 And so, but that's, we, everyone knows that is the hardest thing for like, for the trumpet player to play uh, that. To hold and out. he, Oh, but he was so close. But like, you, no one got mad at him. Everyone still gave him the standing O. He's like, we know, buddy. We know how hard that was. Like, great job. But I, oh, it's the horns is is such a temperamental <laughs> discussion because of course you want it. But um, but I think it's because you know you know the song that it doesn't matter. Like you're still enjoying the experience. If it was a brand new song and like you heard it once within and once without it, you'd be like, Psh, what the hell is that thing? But it's a totally right, different right. Song. It's no. A totally different we talk we me and Gia talk about reviews all the time and how you know people who yeah people who write reviews sometimes lose sight of the bigger picture yeah and i write movie reviews and... i used to like for for a while i still do like here and there but like i i you i i i can't stand cuz i know some critics and like they are just those those bitter people it's like no take this for what it is if it's a new production like okay but like but how did it really do like really of course make your analysis make your comparisons but you have to go you have to know the work that people really did put into it cuz i think people are too quick to say that like oh it was lazy they didn't do anything it's like no every little decision like what we've been talking about with richard and with ron like that is exactly like there's so much work that goes into every second of the show, every act, every scene, every word, every every line, every word, every syllable, every consonant or vowel is accounted for. That's the thing, you know. Like reviews are opinions, 
and mm -hmm. uh, you know, you you can have everyone's got an opinion about something. You know what I mean? But like, yeah. but yes, like go see it for yourself. Yeah, you go see it for yourself. And like like you said, like you can never, no matter what you think about it, you can never strip away the the work that's gone into it and the passion behind it. I mean that yeah. you know, there's that's, there's that's why I, I I wish there were more more sources and more quotes from people like required to have in reviews. Cause if you're curious about something or if like you interpret it a certain way, back it up somehow, you know, ask them. And then and say, you know what? So what the director said this, it didn't come it across, didn't come that, across well that, that well to me, but go see but it for yourself. I, I, and that's what makes you more trustworthy and more credible for reviews. Just go see it for, for yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, like, right, especially, right. I mean, here, the New York times will kill something and it's like, right, and 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 I'll you know I might have friends in it. Elliot might have friends in it. Uh, we we might know, um, just like uh, firsthand like how much went into it. And it's just such a travesty because one person is just like I didn't like it because mm -hmm. they were in a bad mood one day or they got into a fight with their girlfriend. Like whatever, you know. I don't remember what show it was. I think it was. There was a show where the two main New York New York Times theater critics, <laughs> instead of posting a review, for the review for the show was a conversation. Was that Be More Chill? I think it might have been Be More Chill. Been Be More Chill, but I remember that was really really offensive. It was just it was like really. So... It was. So, mm. are you kidding me? Not nice. I am not with that. I am not no, with so, that. How so? Well, so how, how so in a conversation? I didn't it, it read was it. Like, it was like, so they, you know how like when, when, when someone, when someone like interviews someone. Yeah, you have a question. Right. Answer. And, yeah. and it, they, they put the person, they put the person's initials and then the person's others and the, the other person's initials who was interviewed. Like, that's what it looked like. It's like they put. It, it, I think it they, was King Kong. It was King Kong. It was King Kong. You're right. Because I was, was really King interested Kong about that show. I was interested in the review. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. I I was, um. So, I was flabbergasted. It's like someone transcribed the conversation, and put you know put their initials in front of each answer, and I was like. And we're back. Uh, we got Michael Falsetto, Michael Fasano in the studio, um, in the virtual Zoom I love studio. that nickname. I'm going to start telling people to, like, call me Michael Falsetto. That's it. Guys, you heard it here first. Gia Doxy, she, you heard it here first. You coined it. Um, I love it. It's my so, new Instagram handle. Um, oh, my so. God. <laughs> <laughs> that, I, I can, I can, I'll go to bed so happy. Yeah. I'll think about it. I'll think about just, it. Just to recap everything that we've talked, we have covered so much into surprise Frankie Camp guests, um, tech on the ship, how the set gets broken down every week. Um, cruise ship audiences, working with Richard Hester and Danny Austin and playing an entire run through with the Ron Melrose, working with Katie Agresta. We we're so lucky 
that we connected with you, Michael. I mean, this is just, just the stars were in alignment. Oh, destiny awaits. <laughs> destiny awaits. But... And we're recording this at night, by the way. So none yes. of us, and we're all home. So none of us have to be home by 11, but we're definitely recording past 11 p.m. So, so this is your pure performance time, too. Oh, my God. Way. I would be starting the show. <laughs> Nightmare. <laughs> It's too late. Time. I think so. It's ten forty-five. The show starts at ten thirty, right? That's right. So I, oh. by this point, I think we would probably be almost at big three. Okay, future, <laughs> future Jersey Boys performances. Everyone, please give Michael the matinee. He needs a matinee. <laughs> yeah, let's get <laughs> the matinee going, please. Matinee, Michael. That's but no, it. but even seven thirty. Oh, but even seven thirty works great. It's the ten thirty. The ten thirty yeah. that is just. It's 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 ugly. It's ugly. But I, 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 I totally agree. but I, I I always delivered. I always came through. You wouldn't know that I thought it was ugly, but it was ugly. Fasano delivers. Fasano delivers. <laughs> so you were on a cruise. I was. I mean, were you tanning during the day? That is not were allowed. You... No, no, <sighs> sir. I was not. And those cast members that were tanning, they were in violation. Um, they, for authenticity, they asked that you not tan and that you not right. overwork out because that wasn't the look. Um, that's it's just not period. It's so funny because so many seasons have looked so buff. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the girls uh, very toned. I, I'm very. Um... Like, like with the toned arms that's always something that i noticed well, and i had a friend um who was in the touring company who was like crossfit training and uh she actually ended up like entering like a bodybuilding competition like oh very God. shortly after um hey, talk about she's the a real that you weren't, that looking, you weren't for. looking for well and here's the thing like when you are an actor um and your work is basically when you perform, there's a lot of downtime, and especially when you're on a cruise ship and you only work two days of a seven day week. Um, there is a lot of downtime. So people end up working out a ton or, um, you know, I actually had a fitness uh, like, like makeover for myself while I was playing Frankie. I like lost a whole bunch of weight. I got in shape. I was following this program called built for the stage. Um, I've heard about that. Yeah, no, it completely transformed my body. And I mean, I did it because I had the time, but it wasn't really about getting super bulky. It was about like slimming down. Um, so, it, but there are, there have been a, a lot of seasons um, that get really uh, swole in those uh, red jackets. And that's, that is actually quite prohibited, but you know, my other Frankie was, was, yeah, my other Frankie was stacked. <laughs> so it, I mean, it's just, it's, you know, it's the thing is like, it is what it is. You, there is nothing to do really on the ship, uh, other than eat, sleep, work out, go off in port and do the show. So, you know, it, it tends to happen. And I think on, on tour life, it's kind of the same thing. It's like you, uh, get to the city, you find the hotel gym or the gym affiliated with that hotel you work out, you go do the show. So like people who have fitness goals, it's like a good time for it, I guess. But it's not a good time because you're not supposed to be super beefy as a season. But that's right. That's um, right. 
You are not supposed. You are supposed to look the way that you were hired. You are supposed to continue looking that way, so you don't get on the ship and shave your head or or dye your hair bleach blonde. Well, I mean, but you'd be surprised. A lot of people do it. How do tattoos work? Cover them. Yep. Okay. So you can have them, but you can. Like, you can have I, I have. Them. Mine's like very, very hidden. Like on yeah. My- what did What did they do for Mark Ballas? Uh, I bet he probably painted over them. I mean, I don't know. I never got to see him do it. I've I've seen YouTube of him. He has such a good sound for it. Wow. I was actually well, very impressed. Well, Gia was there on his final night on Broadway. I really? Was. Yes, yeah. I was in the eleventh row. He was. She was at the final Broadway performance. Oh my god! Was it amazing? Oh well, you know, I I will tag you, or I will. I'll, I'll send you. Um, I, I had a, a whole like Facebook live thing of like for the curtain call and the whole discussion afterwards. It was like a good half hour. And oh, then yeah. Saturday night, yeah, it was a Saturday night scream uh, with them and with and with cats. They did a beautiful oh, special oh, for each oh, other. Oh. It was it was so sweet. Um, no, but it was absolutely amazing. Like yeah, and I. I think that they were all like looking at me at certain points because I was so close. Um, <laughs> that's just my it. wishful thinking. But um, no, it was it was insane, and the ovations were so long. Oh, and oh yeah, crying because I so I so here's what happened. So I um, the second I found out the show was closing, thank God it was the day I got my financial aid for like, when I was in school. Um, so oh. I had some money in my pocket, and thank God I did. So I, I found out the show was closing. The second I found out, I go online, I buy the ticket, the very like the first row I could find. So the first ten were blocked off for you know for Sergio, for Frankie, for like, for Marshall, for everybody. Like they were ah. all in front of me, and then I was the eleventh row, and it was it was great. Oh. But then the person next to me, it was her. I it had a, I think it was her hundredth show. Wow. Super fans. I mean, that's the thing. Yes. It's the type of show that gets super fans. Um, that's amazing. And I had I saw some video of Mark Ballas doing it and I really like he had he had a good grasp on the rock and roll sound. I feel like there's two things with Frankie that are like super you want to have that pingy, pure falsetto sound and that sort of pureness to your your belting voice as, as well. But he also had that rock grit that uh, I think the real Frankie Valley has. And so it's really cool to hear somebody be able to do that. Um, yeah, and he, he, I bet he was great. I, I never got to see him, but I bet he was great. I, I think his, yeah, I think that, that rock great, like definitely worked for him. I and love his that. Moves, yeah. like, in Begin, when he did the whole, like this, the, oh my God. Oh, he's a dancer. I mean, I'm, yes, the, of course, he's, of course. he's ideal. He's perfect. I was looking forward to that, to that move very much. And he yeah. delivered. I just sent you. Super cute. So, what was your favorite oh, port stop? Okay, well, um, the ship had to uh, relocate. Uh, a bo- oh, yeah, okay, so both times that I was on board, we did the Panama Canal crossing and uh, we would stop in ports in like Mexico. And um, I really like Puerto Vallarta a lot. Those were both like um, both times that I went there. Amazing, uh, amazing port days. Um, and then where else? I really like um, Guatemala. I've been there uh, twice now. Um, when we were on the first one, we were coming from Europe. So uh, let's see. We also stopped. We 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 stopped some places in England that were kind of cool. I mean, like 
very short. Oh, oh, um, the Azores. The Azores is really cool. I have a I have a necklace from there uh, that that uh, has fond memories. Yeah, like uh, you know, it's it's all kind of poor days. Sometimes are a little bit of a blur because the amount of time that we have off is is sometimes really long and sometimes really crazy short. Um, I really like Cartagena. I would like I would actually like to go to Cartagena on vacation um, and and spend some real time there because it's like an old city. Um, it's, there's, a, it, it's really beautiful, like colors and, and buildings and architecture and the food's good. And I, I would definitely, and the shopping's really good. I got a really, some really cute, uh, shirts there. So Cartagena's up there. I also really liked, uh, in Alaska. Now Alaska, we, you know, Alaska gets a little old. Like we, we doing it every week. Like I was like, all right, I'm good on Alaska. But um, I really like Juneau, Alaska a lot, um, and I really like Skagway, Alaska. It's really beautiful for hiking. It has a cute little town. Well, speaking of Alaska, like so, and when you were mentioning um, before, just about the cold air, did you ever feel like you were um, in Fifty First Dates at the end when they go on the cruise and it's like, on the boat it's beautiful that movie was just on i just saw that yeah actually yeah i mean like the scenery really looks like that it looks like it looks like a film set it looks like a picture i mean it is just the most absolutely stunning scenery um no i would love to go on an alaskan cruise i know it's it's really special it's really special when i was younger my family went on an alaskan cruise and i think I, I don't remember where we were. I was really young. I really don't remember most, if any of it. I remember we went snow dog sledding, I think. And do you see this? This is a, this is a chair. I am showing them a little chair, a, wo- a wooden chair. I won it because I fit in it. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. That is... That is so, so what is this cute. If fit in it, you can you can keep it. Yeah, and all the other little boys and girls, I guess, didn't fit in it. And That's sad. I mean, I was really Cinderella in the glass slipper. Literally, I was really little up until like I was eighteen, and then I just shot up. Um, so I won this chair. I think I think I was like three years old or something like that. Thank you. I I don't fit in it anymore. <laughs> but maybe someday you'll have a baby that does. Yeah, yeah we'll just have, have to we'll just have to sand it a little bit. <laughs> um. So. So you got so so obviously you guys were able to get off the boat, but you weren't able. But it was it was very limited amount of time that you. It's very limited. Um. And that, that is sort of, the, you know, the, with the pluses and the minuses, that would definitely be a minus. There were some ports we would be there like all day long where you'd be like, I am so ready to get out of here. And then there'd be other ports that, like Cabo where you'd be like, I would like to be here for literally, you know, a whole 24 hours and you had like an hour and a half off the ship. So uh, it's that 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 sort of your your um free time being micromanaged in that way is not fun 
that is definitely a con of, of doing the cruise. I did. I did, I did it twice. Say that. No, yeah, not that twice. many people can say it. And I'm really oh. proud of, I'm really proud of the work I did there. I'm really proud of the show. Um, and I made some amazing friends. Uh, one of my best friends uh, is the uh, guy who played Barry Belson. We got, we did both of the contracts together. Um, his name is Rashi, Rashim Ford. Oh, we've yeah, we started talking to him a little bit. He's the best. Yeah, He's he so reached out to us. Good. Oh my gosh. I mean, I hope that I, ho- I really hope that more people do. But yeah, he he is like literally one of my closest friends from the contract, and. Um, we had a lot of great memories together. That's so nice. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to go ahead with our first game. Oh! So um, we mentioned earlier that, um, because you had told us um, a few days ago that the full tracking is back in. So that means um, all of the... Can you explain what that means to the people? It just means so in the uh, in the current tour and off Broadway productions, they've kind of like made they've actually gotten rid of uh, Barry Belson, and he's he, that character is now played by the same actor who plays Joe Pesci. They've had to make a lot of like cuts to make the show a little more compact, a little cheaper to do. Um, so uh, there are characters that have been condensed into one person and and whatnot. But our show actually has the full um, casting, so it so it has it has all the tracks uh, spoken for with an actor in play. Maybe not all the lines, and maybe not all of the little side characters that they play, but um, the tracking is all there. Right. So I before we start the game, um, is there a knuckles? Tra- was there a knuckles track on the cruise? The way that I can answer that question is no, Knuckles is not in the show. Like whatever his scenes are as Knuckles are not there. Oh, gotcha. The scene is out then. Right. But I mean, no. the whoever Knuckles might also play, I'm sure somebody, somebody like, play, you know what I mean? Because all the ensemble right. parts, they all play multiple characters. That character is not in our version because those scenes are cut. Okay. So this game is called test track oh boy right so in the so we we're gonna basically the way the game goes is we're gonna give you so let's say let's say we're talking about another show let's say we're talking about um oh what's another big ensemble show wicked wicked right so in wicked if you're playing dillamond Right, so who are you also playing? So that's sure. okay. th- there's no there's no rules like there's no there's no official rule book for this yet, and we don't have a great way of describing it yet. But that's basically the okay. breakdown of what the game is. So okay, okay. Um, so we'll give you um as he we'll opens you... the Jersey Boys playbill. Oh boy, right. Okay. I'm All looking right. at my <laughs> August okay. Wilson theater playbill. Um, Be prepared for me production. to do really bad in this game. Here we go. <laughs> no, no. We'll start off. We'll start off easy. Um, if you're playing the French rap star, who else are you playing? Um, you are. If you're also playing Barry Belson, um, you're also playing um, the one of the agents in uh, in those in the scenes where Bob is trying to sell. Uh, can't take my eyes off of you. Um, 
You're you're also playing like a roadie. You're also playing. Um, oh my god. Uh, oh, um, you're when raindrops fell. Um, what 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 is the guy's name? Uh, bonus points. God, very bullshit. <laughs> So the band's name is The Rays. So it oh, is. Oh, 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 um. Oh, shit. If, if this was like a year ago, uh, I would, would know Would you like this. to use a lifeline? No, I really. Okay, <laughs> I'll use a lifeline. Who is it? Um, it is Hal Miller. Ha! Hal Miller, Hal and, the Miller and the Rays. Yeah. Oh, Take one. Oh, my God. Every Joe Pesci who's listening to this <laughs> is rolling over and. No, you're doing really good. Thank you. You're doing really good. Yes. So, so that's good. So, um, if you're if you're playing Joe Pesci, uh-huh. who else are you playing? Okay. Um. Well. Okay. In which version? In in my version. Right, because I, I guess that there are characters that got cut out. So okay, most notably, if you're playing Joe Pesci, you're also playing the assistant to Bob Crew in the studios, whose name is he said Phil, and uh, you're you're also uh, playing a fake trumpet and can't take my eyes off of you, and you are moving many pieces of scenery. Um, if you're off Broadway, you're also playing, um, you're also playing, uh, uh, what the heck is this character's name? Um, oh God, I can't remember the, the boyfriend, Bob, Bob Cruz's boyfriend, but I cannot, re- he has an actual name, but I can't remember it. And yeah. I, I forgot, forgot his name. It begins with M I think. Um, yeah. Mika. Uh, that's what it's Mika. And then, uh, you I think, and then you understudy Frankie Valley. Yeah. Gia, do you have your playbill open in front of you? You know, I I don't, but I do have notes that we took. So please, please correct me if I I don't have everything. Um, So let's do, let's talk about the girls. So there are three tracks. Yes. Three, yeah, three tracks for the girls. So if you play Frankie's mother, Uh who else do you play? (laughs) Okay, so we don't have Frankie's mother in the cruise ship version of the show, but I think I know this. Okay. I think if you're playing Frankie's mother, you're also playing Lorraine. Am I right? No, you're playing Mary Delgado. Shit. See, I don't know. You're playing Francine. You're playing Francine. Oh, my God. See, I don't know. It's it's hard. There's so many characters. Mary, Francine, and Lorraine are all separated. So this is for, like, this is like the Sarah Schmidt track right 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 but keep going okay so then if you're if you're also playing um francine then you're in the brill building scene you're the girlfriend that's like but i wanted to see the blah (laughs) um you are how you drag that out by the way the blah (laughs) um you are singing my boyfriend's back um angel uh, you are, uh, uh, what else does she do? Um, uh, that is all I have listed. Cause it says, okay, and great. others. Yeah. Cause it, so. it, it yeah. Cause it, it, it goes to, and others, they don't list all the characters okay, in, the, in the playbill. Yeah. You're, you're doing amazing. Yeah. Seriously. Another master's degree, a PhD yeah. doctorate. I mean, geez. Hon- honorary, honorary. Like let's, so let, let's get him. 
you can have your pick of whatever school will send this podcast. It's like a recommendation letter. You'll be good. You'll be covered. It's got to be some school in Jersey. <laughs> Jersey. Well, that was great. All right. That was yeah, our very no, first seriously. test track. That was yeah. tough. That was, I'm not going to lie. That was tough. Be, only because of the different versions of the show. Right. Yeah. yeah. But still. One of my one of my favorite things is Lorraine. So the actress who plays Lorraine plays the old woman in the church that comes in and was like, "There they are." I knew it wasn't no um, vision. vision. So what I love about that is then the scene ends and the old woman runs across the stage and pushes the organ off stage, (laughs) and it's just such a weird like. Superhuman strength. <laughs> the old woman is striking the organ. But, so you know, suspension of disbelief. I'm going to have to look out movie, for that. Like they, they it, always, it always makes me laugh. I find it... Because she doesn't just... She has to sprint the length of the stage to get a running start to push the organ off. It just... It cracks me up. That's brilliant. Yeah. And yeah. in the movie, they added an extra aside, like, with her drinking wine before and she goes out she there. Burps. She burps. Oh, rotten kids. And then she leaves. <laughs> You know, I missed that part of the movie. I came in late. I came in like, when I went to see it, my father and my brother and I could not find the movie theater because it was at this different movie theater than we usually go to. And um, we missed the first like 10 minutes. Like we got in when they were figured out their name, uh, you know, the with the sign lighting up and stuff. So oh, thank, you. thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I, I, I like the four felons. I think the four felons is cute. I think that would have caught on. Definitely. Oh, that that was one of Vincent's best lines. Those are that was one of those improved. Oh, oh really? really? Yeah. So I still like the four felons. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, so next game, theater pop cover. That's a fun one. Ooh, what's that? So it's called name that musical theater pop cover. Okay. So we'll. Um, either sing a little bit of the song or give you a description of the song and you, and have, you have to guess, guess what, what musical, musical it's from. from. You got it. I can do this. <laughs> Gia, do you have any? I do. I have a few. Okay. okay. So you go first. Hit me, Gia. Um, ooh, all right. So there's a few. And there was some like history behind them too. Um, all right. This is a classic. Okay, here we go. I have to just have this one. Luck be a lady. Yeah. Yes, luck be a lady. And so if if you grew up like like me, like listening to Frank Sinatra, um, just from like the classic Sinatra, like the best of Frank Sinatra albums, I it was like Luck Be Lady is of course huge. A huge Oh yeah. Oh my god. But what is the what's the uh Luck Be Lady is in what musical? Thank Guys you. and dolls. Perfect. Done. That's a super easy one. And of course, we all know Frank and Marlon Brando were in the Guys and Dolls movie, which is yes, as and- Sky and um, Nathan Detroit. Yes. Well, it's good. Home. That was that was my first. That was my first musical that I performed in. Oh, really? Yes. Were you Adelaide? Oh, I wish I was a freshman. Oh um, so I, I was actually a Havana dancer. Nice. Yeah, I was nice. in the ensemble. So, but it was it was the be- was. I remember. Oh my God. I was, I remember I was sitting in the wings and the girl, um, she actually, so my friend, well, I, I haven't talked to her in a while, but, um, she actually played Frenchie on a cruise. Um, oh yeah. 
Yes. And so she was Adelaide in the show. And that, like, that seriously, that senior class was the most talented group of people. Oh my God. And I, I saw her like walk out and do Adelaide's and men. And she had the spotlight on her and it was just the most beautiful picture. Like me standing there as a freshman watching the senior and like she, and she went to Boston conservatory too. Oh my God. Yes. Um, and, oh my God. But that was just amazing. And that just like, I love moments like that. I had so many people like that, that I looked up to that, it just kept me inspired to keep trying to, you know, get further along in the casting and get more better parts. I played Nathan Detroit. Did you my really? junior year? Uh huh. No way. There you go. Yeah, you're the perfect Nathan. Oh well, I, I, thank you. I I was doing Nathan Lane like the most Nathan <laughs> Lane impression that you could possibly do. Like it was like Adelaide, Adelaide. Like it was so much. But and, and Sue Me is one of the most. Sue Me. <laughs> I've only ever bombed one audition on purpose in my life. Um, in high school, I was um, auditioning for production of Guys and Dolls at a community theater that I've been a part of for a long time. Um, my mom didn't want me to do the show. Um, my life back then, you know. Um, so she didn't. She. Basically, she didn't want me. I was, I, I was, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't focusing on my homework. So you think you pull, you pull the kid out of the show. It gives them more time. But me and my, me and our producer Kanan, we were talking about this that it doesn't really just, just doesn't make sense to do that to just pull the rug out of, you know. We can get into a whole conversation right. about that. But so, but the director really wanted me to do it. Really wanted me to play nicely, nicely. Um, thank you. Um, so, but I, 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 I had a tennis lesson that day and I was going to go to the audition after. Yeah, you're perfect. Like, no, you're not going. So she was driving me home and the director was like, where are you? I'm like, I'm halfway home. And he, she's like, you better turn around right now and come back. So I, I convinced my mom. Oh. I don't remember. I don't know how this happened, how I did it. She drove me back, but my heart just wasn't in it because I was being pulled. I'm being, I'm being pulled, pulled in. in a so, so, right. And I think back then I didn't realize that I bombed it on purpose, but now I know I did. Well, now I know. Yeah, auditions are really mental. Like if your mind isn't in it or if you're distracted, like it's not going to work out. And, yeah. but everything yeah. happens for a reason. You weren't no, meant to do it. That's yeah, off. That's, that's you weren't meant to do it. No, 100%. Yeah, that's, it that's was more right. important. I mean, you went to an amazing college. It was more important for you to focus on your grades. I, I was the opposite. I would like, like bomb my classes and like miss school to like stay home and learn my lines. And my, my mom was a teacher at the school, but she just knew, I know, yeah. oh, but she just knew what I was passionate about and she didn't want to stand in my way. So I would have faked being sick to stay home anyway, though. <laughs> oh, I have, I have a song. So this is a song by, uh, that was covered by a band that, you know, you know pretty well um, <laughs> since you just did, uh, you know, you've done two six to seven month stints portraying roles, you know, from that band. And um, they sing a song that is from a musical. Um, 
it it's the song is about finding love and where to look for it and where to find it uh-huh, uh-huh. so what song is it and who covered it is it where is love <gasps> is it from oliver and is it's are we oliver. talking about the four seasons that is so funny i need you to actually <laughs> will you send me like a YouTube or something of that. I would. I need to hear. The Four Seasons covered it, and it is a beautiful arrangement. There, the, the Four Seasons were known, and a lot of these intros didn't make it into the show. Like the intro for mm-hmm. Marion, with those beautiful, lush harmonies. So they were known for having those beautiful intros, where they're like ooing and eyeing and. Owing, so they do this beautiful "Ooh, where is love?" I need to hear kind this. of intro. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm it's very do. Right I'm gonna, I'm gonna share it with you. Um, yeah, and Michael, did you ever listen to the Duop Project? <sighs> That's familiar. What? Wait, what do they sing? They're 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 a '50s Duop group, but I mean, it's comprised completely of Jersey Boys alum. Oh. Oh, right, 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 right. Oh, John Edwards was heard them. I was like, oh, I yeah. think I follow them. I'm like, why is that from because there's a bunch of tribute groups like that. Like, there's the Midtown Men, Under the Street Lamp, the Midtown Men. They, they got sued also because that was that was the whole original cast, besides yeah. for yeah. besides Longoria. for John. Yep. Uh, Michael Longoria was right. doing it, but um, it was Christian Daniel Ridecard, um, Christian Hoff, that's and horrible. Bobby Spencer. <laughs> they got, they got well, sued. Look, they but that's, I mean, I, I can understand, you know, like. They, you know, they take such uh, measures to copyright everything with Jersey Boys. So then to have, um, you know, they, they don't want to have to worry about, like, copyright infringement on uh, their own, like, alumni, you know. I could see, I think there's a world where everybody can do, you know, they, they hopefully, I think they worked it out because they, they're still, they're still performing and Michael is, yeah, they're, Michael they're is doing phenomenal. Yeah. Like, he, he needs to be singing. Can you can you think oh, of any? Oh, um, of, of any like you... of of pop covers. Pop um, what? Covers. Oh, we were talking yeah. about them. Oh, my fi- yes. Um, okay. So so I'm gonna I'm gonna give you clues to like guess it or I mean I I told you I've told you, you about do. it. Okay. What is what is like the most? Okay. I dreamed a dream. Yes. So Neil Diamond has a cover yeah. of "I Dream to Dream." Neil Diamond. I haven't heard it so since I was funny. like a little kid, but I remember it, and it's like, "But the tigers come at night." Like it's like, it is so, it is just so, so weird, so weird. My mom hates Neil Diamond, and it's well, hey, you know the line I heard this cover. Yes, the most one of the saddest songs ever, and Neil Diamond. It's like the Ferris Bueller quote. It's like if you stick a coal like up his ass in two weeks, you would have a diamond. A diamond. <laughs> uh huh. Really, it is really, really something. Um, there's that, and like there was a um, there was like I feel like I used to listen to like a Barbara Streisand cover of um, Memory. I feel like that used to oh, be on yeah, the radio. Yeah, because the clowns. Yeah. Oh. 
Scorpio. Yeah, send in the clowns. Spoke a few days oh, ago. Yeah, like big time. Uh, big there time. was a time when Broadway music was so crossover into pop music. Like they were all, they were all kind of in the same line. And now it's gotten a lot more um, separated. Um, so that's why it's always special when stuff like Dear Evan Hansen happens and Hamilton and the shows that have like crossover appeal. Yeah. And Jersey Boys is definitely one of those shows, but it doesn't necessarily count because it is comprised of, of pop music anyway. Like, you know what I mean? It's not like musical theater show tunes. Right. And of course that leads to the whole debate. It's like people say it's a jukebox musical, but it's not, it's a bio musical. So there, I, but I love the crossovers and I think that's why, um, like that's why it resonated with me at first because I I like I grew up with with that fifties and sixties music so Same. and to yeah. me and we talked about this before too like it it sounds like church to me you know it's like yeah. all it's 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 Christmas it's family it's that warm feeling so that's a huge reason why I think like if if you're Italian American or if you just grew up with those classic tunes then this show like hits that part of your childhood in the oh. most precious way. This was for for me being in Jersey Boys was probably the most special thing that I could be in for my family, mm-hmm. and that's that's why I really do hope to do the show on land because I have extended family that are absolutely dying. You know, the only people who've seen me do it really are my parents, um, because the cruise ship. You know, you got to buy a cruise. You gotta, it's a whole rigmarole, but. Um, you know, it's just, it, it means so much to so many people. And I would love to share it with, with so many more members of my almost entirely Italian family. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, well, we yeah. hope so too. The land. Yeah. Land, Come on, land. land. Call me land. Call land. me. He's a landlubber. <laughs> I am. He's a landlubber. Yes. So we got one more game. Yeah. All right. Oh, wait, um, wait. One second. I'm sorry. There were just oh, a few yeah. more covers that I wanted to mention. Just because oh, I feel mention like them, it's. Um, so, hold up. So, of course, we talk about Barry Bilson, but there's also George Benson, who I never really knew about. But if you listen to The Greatest Love of All by Whitney Houston, that's a cover. George Benson did that on Are you Broadway. Serious? Yeah. There's like. like, like yeah, mm-hmm. And on Broadway, like as we know, we also know it in Beautiful, the Carol King musical, which is like the sister oh, show George. to Jersey Boys. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Also George Benson originally, like who originally sang it. So yeah. I think that's fu- no, a fun thing to mention. Um, Very interesting. Man. Yeah, and I get a kick out of you. I knew that from Frank Sinatra first. That yeah. it's in Anything Goes. Anything Goes. Um, yeah. And, and the most Cole Porter, exactly. And the most recent one, um, and this is a Jersey Boys reference to um, Raindrops. Cole Porter. Yeah. Ariana Grande. I was just Ariana say Grande. Did you guys not? Did you guys not fall out when you heard her we singing that? We literally. She sounds so good too. It's amazing, but also like, what are the odds? Like, I was like, <laughs> what? Right. She's singing raindrops. It's crazy. It's, that that was probably sound. Yeah. my favorite crossover moment of life. Yeah, it was Be- so unexpected because of how, because of. If, if, yeah. if well, an angel was, cried is the yeah. The if, right? if, we upset, upset, but... if, if this wasn't such a huge part of our lives, we'd be like, okay, you know, it's a nice song, and we, you know, it's 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 we've heard that the the original version, but but the I flipped. You're right, I completely flipped. Mm-hmm. I couldn't believe it. I really couldn't believe it. And I and also like it's an amazing version of it. Yes, it is, and and, and she's absolutely going to introduce like all of her fans to that kind of music too. Yeah, like, it's like beautiful. Like and, 
in acapella or with music. Yeah, and who knows who that will sort of introduce to Jersey Boy. I mean, mm -hmm. somebody will take a deep dive, be like, I love that song. What is that from? Where is and then that? they'll find our podcast. And then they will find this <laughs> podcast. And then, you know, the it's just it's just a, a, a total Pandora's box. It really is. I have is. a random question about An Angel Cried. Yeah. So... Are you at the end of at the end of that section? Are you fading out, or is the mic or is the sound tech fading you out? Um, when you're walking out, do you mean like uh, like the the backup vocals or the um... no the, the when 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 the solo? Oh, the the, oh. the 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 guy at the board will turn you down but he's he's fading you out okay yeah, yeah, I've, yeah. I've always wondered that because yeah. I, i've i've watched some videos where i guess it was more in the earlier days where they had the uh, hal miller hold it the entire time so you heard that um that the um, depending on what key you're singing it in right it, Well, and on the ship, I'm about to blow your mind with this too. It's really short. He doesn't do the whole song. All he does is, um, uh, when raindrops fell down from the sky, and then um, the the seasons go wah, and that's it. Oh, and then it goes, it. and then it goes into the the wow. next thing. That that literally just blew wow. my mind. Yeah, that, that literally just blew my mind. And then the next one is that the. Um, uh, she comes in. Dun, 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 dun. How could you? How could you say goodbye? Ooh, ah. it, they they do the studio sessions really really fast. You only get about a line of each of those solos. Line of each. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, I was surprised to hear that Ape made it in. Yeah, the it's whole so thing made too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's there. It's there, and it's a fun. I think also because it's like a fun lighting effect. Like the lights all do the like um, <laughs> red, white, and blue stuff. That was always one of my favorite and... moments, especially when when the show was bigger, because you can really see everyone walking off. And then when whenever I watch the drummer walk off, I I would always you there would always be a big laugh. <laughs> but if you're now that the show is smaller, mm -hmm. but if you're, like you you really miss it. And smaller, if you don't if you don't even see you, that the drummer is playing back there. And you don't see him walk out. And that's such a funny that's look. Even the drummer <laughs> walks out. <laughs> the, the guy in the costume just it's, shakes it's his Stick head. to what you know. Go rob a bank. See, we don't have that line. What is this? You don't have that line? <gasps> no, we just have like... Um, the the uh he he pulls up his mask and he says like uh, they don't understand the nuances of my material. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, here's a nuance. Take the ape suit and get the fuck out here's of here. Here's a nuance. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's such good lines. So good. This First is a game thing. called Finish That Line. Right, Woo! and we're going to ask questions from the movie and from the show. Um, yes. So Bonus points if you know who said it. Turned out to be a revolutionary idea. Hey, some guys have been elected president unless. Bob Gaudio. Yeah. I left out one part because yeah. that totally giving it away. I know. I know. 
It's one of my favorite lines also because that, that, that's one of those few moments where you get a little bit of a blackout and then the lights come up and they're in there was all oh, those gorgeous orange and gold jackets. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's one of my favorite moments. And it's, sort of, and it's sort of a politically charged line that I, I, I thought they added that line to the show um, in, in our current like uh, presidential um, moment. That's what I, I thought it was a comment on that, but I guess oh. it's, all, it's always been there. So it's always been there. That's, how interesting is that? Been Debatable. Right. It's, it's like, it's still because everyone's going to have an opinion. On exactly. That's really interesting. I literally thought that it was added to the show. So that's that's really interesting. Okay, hit me with another one. I have a few from the movie that are just, these are like the pure Vincent Piazza, um, just like add-ons and pure improv. I, th- okay. I think at least. Um, all right, let's see which one we got. So when he goes to meet Norm Waxman in Coney Island, he says, couldn't find what? For my canoe. Couldn't find what for my canoe? Oh my god. I don't know. A paddle? <laughs> I don't know. I guess. I don't know. Try again. Try again. Uh, couldn't find something for my canoe. Uh, a, a, a kazoo for my canoe? I don't know. I don't couldn't know. find parking. Yeah. Uh, couldn't find parking for my that's canoe. Good. Yeah. That's good. That's good. That's uh, good. Damn it. Okay. Uh, there's another one. Let me try another one. Um, okay. So when Frankie uh, is, well, Tommy says like they're going to go to Atlantic city for the weekend, but he wants to go into town and follow up with Bob. Um, he says, like, no, we'll take a, like, um, like, we'll take a pass, Tommy. So he's like, you will what now you pass on things. Is that what you do? So it's like, who, who passes on something or who, who, oh well, well he says it. Um, Frankie, Frankie says uh, we're gonna take a pass. We're, right. we're gonna go into town and work on those demos. Mm-hmm. And then uh, what does Tommy say in response? Yeah, Tommy says, uh, "Good idea" or, or "Good." Um, I don't know. Yeah. What does he say? Well, so after he says, "I'm gonna take a pass," he's like, "Is it what you a quarterback now? You pass on things? Is that what you uh, do?" Yeah. See, we don't have that one. Right. I know. That was strictly from the movie. Yeah. Oh, that's strictly, that was movie. Definitely strictly, strictly from the movie. From the movie. That's, yeah, another, yeah. that's a good That's a good line. Ugh. It is a good line. Damn it. Okay. I forgot yeah. that we were playing finish that line. I totally gave you a who said that. Yeah, it's okay. That's all right. <laughs> My B. All right, can I, can, I, um, can I quiz you guys? Please. Yeah. Okay, because I wrote them out because I'm really excited about it. Okay, so this is finish the line. Okay. okay. Um, I got to get off the merry-go-round, Frankie. It's no fun Not anymore. Fun anymore. Yes, <laughs> of course. Do it for the win. Okay. Well, I mean, hey, like it's it's Lorraine. She's a journalist. It's you know, it's it's a girl part. You know. <laughs> um, it, that's what I was thinking. That's what I was thinking. Okay. Um, 
He died Christmas Eve, 2000. Oh, is that style of what? Well, for a Catholic. Oh, for a Catholic, is that style of what? David, okay. <laughs> You're gonna know this one though. You're gonna know this one. Um, uh, Mr. Valley with a Y. Give me a fucking, fucking break. break. <laughs> Pick that up. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, those are all the ones I came up with. Yay. Oh, that's so much fun. But you, you know what? You, you brought up a good point. Like, sh should it be a competition between Davina and me to see who could do it faster? Well, I mean, it's listen, so hard on Zoom. I know. <laughs> it is. Yeah, there's a delay. There's a delay. Don't put yourself through that. It's okay. Fine. Thank you. Thank you. That was so much fun. Very nice. You guys did exceptionally well, as I knew you would. Thank you, sir. Thank you. <laughs> There's so much. Um, yeah, yeah. Like, so we could talk about the movie more in depth, but we could, we could save that for another time. Whatever you guys want. Hey, listen, I'm, I'm. I mean, like I said, my experience with the movie is very um, limited. You know, I, I, I did see it. Um, I love John Lloyd Young. It was really exciting to see. I, I never got to see him as Frankie Valley. I saw Jared Spector. That's my first Frankie. So it was really exciting to see his performance up close um, like that on the big screen. I think uh, one thing we talked about that I really like about his portrayal of Frankie is it's very... Uh, there's a lot going on behind the eyes. It's very um, externally subtle, and um, it's it's interesting in that way. And and I'm somebody that's very like demonstrative. So to when I went about playing Frankie Valley, I always think about John Lloyd Young on the Tonys and in that movie, yeah. and how um, it's just smaller. It's just it's it's not it's about what's going on inside, and not not about making it too externalized yeah very subdued as you yeah said. i thought that was the perfect word yeah it's, yeah. it's very subdued and and um and it it it's interesting like i it was interesting to see how his performance read on screen i would have loved to see what it would be like in 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 a theater you know what i mean mm -hmm. because you naturally have to make things a little bit bigger to to play to the back of the house and um so I don't know, but I, I, I love his performance. I, he's the king. For sure. And the reason why we talked about that was because David and I realized that there, like, there is no winter narration from Frankie oh, yeah. in the movie. That's and that's right. Yeah. And that's why, like, because, it, because like, the curtain is pulled back in the movie. It's, they, they, it's slow. And that's, why we, that's how we really get to learn about Frankie from being so behind the eyes. That's like the coolest yeah. thing. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it, that is a very interesting omission. I, 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 it's obviously like purposely done that way. And I, off the top of my head, I can't figure out why you, you would, because I think the whole interesting thing about this biopic is that it's told from four different perspectives. So it's weird to me that you wouldn't get that fourth perspective in the end. Um, but uh, I don't remember, does he do, so he doesn't even do the final monologue? Do, uh, well, they each do pieces of their own okay. final monologues. So he, he, he does from, they ask you what was the high point. Okay, great, okay, okay. Um, um, but that's the only time he ever breaks the fourth wall. Right, so, and our favorite part of, of Frankie's monologue is when he quotes Bob, you know, with his lyrics, you know, um, 
Well, yeah, that, that's another that, that's another monologue. Right. That, that's where, our favorite one. So yeah, oh, uh, I climbed the ladder of success. 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 Yeah, I'm yeah. one step higher I'm than the rest. Higher, yeah. yeah. I got the good. I love that. The you know, the, and the hard thing about that line is they want you to deliver it in so that it doesn't sound too much like I climbed the ladder of success. I'm one step higher than the rest. It's like it's it's when it's hard to take lyrics and not make them sound like your sing song saying them. Do you know what I mean? Yes, they even got rid of certain lyrics to make it because if you look, if you listen to the song, everybody knows my name. Oh um, yeah, right, right. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> If you listen to that song, um, then you could see, like, you'll you'll notice that they took out lyrics from the monologue for it to feel inherently more natural as well. Yeah, well, you know, they just they they wanted they wanted that to feel seamless and and like a piece of thought and not like I am quoting a song by Bob Gaudio. It goes like this, um, but you know, that's I I there's just there's so many interesting things that come out in those monologues. So I I would love to go back and watch that movie now and see what it's like not to have the winter asides. That's, that's really interesting. It's on Netflix. I know. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll give it another watch. I mean, I, I loved it in the movie theater. Um, I saw it at a time when I was like really dying to be in Jersey boys. So I, yeah, 2014, that was, that was it. It, so it made me like really depressed, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah. but in the same, uh, in the same way, I learned a lot about the show watching, watching that movie for sure. Cause it's a completely different take. You, you really get to see them going through the different time periods a lot more accurately. Like, you know what I mean? Like the, it's to see things a little bit more painted out is very interesting. I once watched it on a plane three times in a row. Oh my God. Where were you flying? to israel oh wow long flight yeah um (laughs) i just i I didn't really want to watch anything that they had any of the in-flight entertainment Uh i just watched it three times on your computer wow wow well that's (laughs) that's why you've got this podcast amen yeah i i used to well now i watch it every easter it's my easter movie and uh, and i watched it it together and And of course on christmas too that was i got my mom and my nana to watch it with me after we opened gifts on christmas morning um it was the best but i i would i would watch it on on my i had the dvd so put it in my laptop um on the on a bus home from orlando to 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 my hometown because it's like a three oh my gosh drive so okay. i would go like at least once a month i would of course watch it like constantly like when i was like at school but i i had to, i have a few dvds i have to keep with me at all times it's jersey boys it's mary poppins and it, yeah and la la land so and, and fever pitch so i i have to have them all the time and i always watch jersey boys whenever i'm traveling that's so cute i love that <laughs> i love that you need it man it's just it's yeah especially now you know these days you got to keep it alive. You got to, you know, like that your enthusiasm for the show, like I'm sure there's people out there who are just as enthusiastic about it. And it's just as enthusiastic about other shows. Like we, you know, theater is on a very long um, pause and we're not quite sure when that's going to be over. So, you know, there is no, nothing wrong with keeping these shows alive in your heart and playing the music and like watching the thing. Just, just 
just keeping that um, passion for them because we'll, we'll be back, you know, like these shows, everything's going to come back, but we don't know when. So mm-hmm. don't, I don't want anything to be forgotten about, you know, no. having it inspire you to do all of these things, you know, yeah, yeah. to know uh, that, that, that it's waiting. I, it's just, it's, is is really important. We're in dark times, and it, it's 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 really important to find the light and find the joy. And if musicals can do that, particularly Jersey Boys, like, oh my God, just wave that flag. You know what I mean? Just just do it. And that's that's another reason why I think this podcast is awesome. And I, I hope that you guys, um, you know, just just flourish. Just thank get you. everybody in here so talking. Much, Michael. So thank much. you for being the light for us. You know, without Aww. you, there wouldn't be a show. So, oh my god, Seriously. of course, of course. This this has been such an. I mean, we were like, oh my god, we're gonna talk about everything again. You know, but it ended up being totally different. Totally different. Yeah, and we learned new things. Good. And this was just so amazing. Thank you so much for being here. Um, guys, thank you so much for listening. Yeah. Um, this is Silhouettes JB Podcast, the deepest dive into Jersey Boys. Um, listen to us wherever you can listen to podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever. We're you know, there. If, if you, we're there for you and we're here for you and we're everywhere for you follow us on instagram at at silhouettes jb podcast underscore follow michael at michael d fazano um yes and um, thank you so much to anchor our sponsor and our 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 anchor for just and just that's the word and our distributor <laughs> for this show uh yeah so anchor is a wonderful place to uh start whatever you want to do so if so this, is, this show is all about in- encouraging and inspiring more art so if other things you want to do you make it and we will listen to you and also want to be friends yeah so new episodes it. every other sunday a sunday kind of love um michael gia a salute a salute salute